What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about booze, Japan, news, dudes. Wait, that's not it at all. It's about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. I am hungover, as you may know. And um, actually, in this episode, there isn't two dudes. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. There's like seven dudes, a couple of girls here. This is crazy. This is madness. And this is episode number 466. And I am here with a legendary band. Very legendary. They're, they're world travelers and they're in Japan right now. And we're very, very thankful to be here with the babes. The babes, Ooh, thank you. Hello. Thanks for having us. <laughs> awesome. Now, I know who you are, but they don't, right? So can you go around in a circle and uh, say your names? I'm Moni. I'm the drummer and backup singer. <laughs> Awesome. I'm JD. I do flips and shit. <laughs> flips and shit. Love it. I thought the guy over here was a wrestler. Oh, I <laughs> yes. used to be. You used to be. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm Corey Stone, bass player. Awesome. And I'm Donna Dean. I play guitar. Nice. Nice. And okay, before we move forward, you guys are all related, right? It's like a family band. It's kind of like the Partridge family, but rock and roll. A little bit metal. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. So, well, three of us are related by blood. So, Moni is my sister. Corey is my brother. And JD is our brother from another mother. <laughs> oh, you were adopted. <laughs> oh, no, this one. Oh, you were adopted. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's adopted whether he I'm, likes it or not. I'm cross side. Yeah, no, I was actually looking over here. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> we're making eye contact. It was romantic. <laughs> All right, now you guys have played all over the place, and I have to ask you. My first question is definitely got to be whiskey a go go. Mm -hmm. Everybody's performed there. That place is absolutely epic. It's legendary. Every metal band in the '80s has performed there. I mean, Jesus Christ, Lemmy pretty much lived there. That in the Rainbow. Yep. Yeah. How was it performing at Whiskey a Go Go? Next level. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the only time that we've ever been like backstage somewhere. All nervous equally and just pinching ourselves and I had to kind of like check ourselves like we actually we can do this because this it was a big deal for us you know yeah. just an Australian band we ended up playing there twice actually Whoa. so we were really really yeah. lucky yeah unreal yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah the, the first time was just like yeah blew our minds and then we were lucky enough we got to play there for like crew fest which was a fundraiser for Vince Neal's daughter that's passed away Oh, so, wow. yeah, yeah. So, they, so we got to play that show as well. And it was just like, because it's the haunt that every yeah. old band used to hang out at and party at, it was just like, we're not worried. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, they're like both packed out shows as well, which yeah. is very different to Australia. You know, you have to really pump it out there to get crowds, but America seems to still promote music and playing in front of big crowds and having our name in the lights oh the whiskey god, sign yeah. like, yeah, like we, we, we could have died then then that would have been fine oh my god that's so awesome did you take anything I would have taken a shot glass <laughs> I would have taken a couple of pint glasses I didn't even think of that I lost something there <laughs> what was it your mind <laughs> exactly it was just so awesome I mean playing there's like standing on the shoulders of gods you yeah. know oh hell yeah oh god and ghosts too I mean seriously that place got to have a lot of like heavy metal ghosts, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's, that's where they'd all go, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is heaven, right? <laughs> awesome. And you guys, you guys have also performed, you guys performed with like Ace Freely, Sebastian Bach. I mean, you guys performed in front of like, wait, Fester Pussycat and uh, a whole lot of other bands. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we've just been really lucky. Like, uh, number one, we're from Australia and we're in Adelaide, which is like the smallest 
one of the smallest states. It's like a country states. town. Yeah. Even though it's a city, it's uh, a country it's town. The, the town that everyone skips when they're touring. Yeah. yeah. So the city of when the bands actually come there is, is different anyway. Yeah, and the fact that, number one, bands are coming to Adelaide, but we're lucky enough to support them is just like, oh man like it, it's, it's different because we've had different bands from different genres but we're always like standing in the green room like <laughs> looking at the artist like hello friend like trying to... but it's yeah it's, it's been um it's been absolutely like epic yeah. there's just been like because like ace Frehley's my favorite guitarist so when we got that gig i was like oh my god like, i was absolutely Fangirl. shitting myself <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was shitting myself being in the same room with you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. i know exactly yeah. how you feel i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm stealing this pen, by the way. <laughs> that was your pen. <laughs> oh man, I was Professor Pussycat. That was yeah, really cool. Good too. Yeah, that was probably that was one of the most most recent ones, like a big band that we supported. Yeah, they um, played on like a Thursday night though. In like yeah. our small country town. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was yeah a hard hard gig for anyone, but um mm. they still gave everything no matter yeah. what, and it was cool because we actually got to like chat to them after the show. And we played in Sturgis in the US last year, which is a big biker rally. Mm-hmm. And when we were booking those shows, Faster Pussycat was also booking shows at Sturgis. And then like we were talking to Ace, the guitarist from Faster Pussycat, um, here in uh, back in Adelaide. And he's like, I saw you guys play at Sturgis. And I'm like, yeah, I saw you guys play at Sturgis. He's like, you guys got better venues than us. <laughs> <laughs> and it blew my mind. I'm like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> we did get pretty lucky. Too, yeah. Really we got awesome. to play at um, Full Throttle Saloon, you know, yeah, they used to have a, like, yeah. a, sh- a show a TV on TV, show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like brilliant, they had like a big roller cage where they had like motorbikes doing yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. stunt girls it's like cool. dangling on yeah. motorbikes half naked, it's just, it's pretty much like <laughs> a dude's fantasy, yeah. like for a week and a half. A it's place just to be. 500,000 people, most of the girls wearing no tops, like. Yeah, just paint. Wait, wait, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's 500,000 people. Well, next the year there's going to be 2 million people there because it's the 80th anniversary for the Sturgis Rally. What? You guys are kind of like a biker band too. <laughs> isn't your drum kit, your drum kit's like part like Harley Davidson, Yeah, right? it is. It, and the wheel actually spins on it. So it's controlled by like how fast the song is, how fast the wheel goes. And what? then the headlight works. And I've also got um, an exhaust pipe smoke machine off the side my drum kit so it's like inspector gadget <laughs> <laughs> well like the actual harley front our band's called it the son of a bitch because it's just so heavy and yeah. it can't fit in the trailer it has to go one way like tetris mm. but it's so worth it and any chance we can use it because when we support other bands like headliners we have to use shared gear but um any of our own shows it's every show I have that kit <laughs> that is absolutely epic that is awesome that is so cool whose idea was that was it your idea what I always you... wanted to do it my dad actually like helped come up with the concept of making the wheel spin because I just wanted to have a prop on the front of my kit mm-hmm. um, he's like yeah we might be able to make it work and then yeah he got it working and fabricated it and got a friend to help fabricate it <laughs> it looks really awesome. cool yeah it's like really eye catching so mm-hmm. people are like the kind of people that are just going to walk past you when you play and they go Oh, it's a girl drummer. I don't get a guitarist. It's all happening. Is that the Bengals? Oh my god, yes. Sorry, I'm at the Go Go's. Oh, that is so cool. That's so cool. Then, speaking of your drumming, you drum for 24 hours for a um, some kind of a benefit? Uh, yeah, like our dad had um, been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but he got a really rare form, which made it progress really fast, so he's deteriorating bad. Um, so we were all doing fundraising things to get him some medical treatment, 
So Donna runs a business, so she's got a big network of people who can um, donate, and so they were really generous. And then Corey and I just had to come up with something, so I just figured what would I donate to if I was walking past, and if I saw someone drumming for 24 hours, I'd give them a couple bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the couple bucks actually turned into like $11,000 overnight. Yeah. <laughs> just in change. Yeah. Like, in coins. Like, coins. like it was coins. the heaviest yeah. thing. Yeah. To, yeah. Like, it must have sounded like Santa Claus or something walking yeah. around. <laughs> it was Bad, a right? huge bucket. It was a huge bucket of money in the end. I only had brought like a small like tub thing. Yeah. And then it ended up having to like be wheeled out. Yeah, it was so good. But yeah, Dad managed... got the treatment yeah. and he's walking and he can use his left side a lot yeah. better. So it oh, was great. completely worth all of our hard work. Yeah. He had to go over to Russia for the treatment. Yeah. They didn't offer it in Australia. So that obviously added like a bit cost. of pressure <laughs> some cost so oh yeah. i can imagine yeah. jeez and when you were drumming for 24 hours what were you doing were you like drumming along with other bands i or? was playing to the radio so whatever songs came on the radio i played whatever commercials came on i played you and played to the commercials yeah <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> like camel 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 yeah there's <laughs> yeah, a major chain in adelaide it's like a um, a betting chain and it was just continually that ad they must spend so much money on marketing but yeah. yeah I got sick of that after a while but <laughs> the radio stations in our hometown also play the same song like four or five times a day yeah. so yeah. I repeated numerous uh, songs <laughs> so after the second time you had it down oh right? yeah <laughs> it was like into like complete autopilot <laughs> but she oh had actually God. no stops whatsoever like the the old like the record used to be that you could have like intermittent breaks yeah. but she <laughs> she didn't drink anything or eat anything so like my family was like telling us to go up and like get her to eat and drink and she had nothing the entire 24 hours just open your mouth yeah when I'm hungry I get angry because we're like Italian blooded so yeah <laughs> like at the point they'd ask me the 50,000th time I'm just like getting angry like don't ask me if I want food yeah. I'm not gonna have it. <laughs> but yeah they're just caring but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the idea. Wow, 24 hours. I mean, did you go into like hour zones where just like yeah. hours kind of flew by? Yeah, 100%. Like I, I've got a highlight video on um, my YouTube, uh, on the ba on the band's YouTube actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, you s the, one of the highlights is at one point where I'm like, look like I'm sleeping and playing drums. And I don't remember that period of time <laughs> at all. Yeah. And like, it just, the whole from, I reckon from about 12, like in the morning to about four in the morning I don't that went really like it was just autopilot didn't even feel my body playing drums didn't hear anything it was just like my heartbeat almost changed like because I was playing the drums for so long I was playing the same patterns pretty much for so long um, and then when the, the sun started to come out and people started to come back into the mall you know, get a bit like of a second wind but yeah that that was a bit of a blur. <laughs> because it was on a Friday night, wasn't oh, it? Oh, was it? It was on in Friday the city, night, yeah. Drunk people everywhere. Some yeah. guy came wow. in. I was like laying down. So I, my job was to keep her awake. But then I like, I'm like, you're doing great. And then I fell asleep. Oh, and no. then like a guy legitimately came and vomited next to me. Oh. And so I was like, like, yeah. And then, and then some guys and then some came guy was like abusing us. Yeah. And like, he was, I'm like, I ain't stopping playing for nobody. He's like, to if he's going to touch my drum kit, I'm going to just kick him. Like, I'm not stopping playing. Yeah, you don't want to restart. I you know? restarted this shit with some drunk dickhead in our hometown. You can stab him with one. You can see it on the video. Because like, I had to live stream it for um, the Guinness record um, requirements. They need video footage and live stream. So, so you are in Guinness? 
I'm not in Guinness yet. I'm waiting for my application to be finished. But well, you're like, gonna be in yeah, Guinness. I should be in Guinness. I've done oh, everything. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you have to have a live stream. So if you scroll through the live stream, you'll see the altercation where the oh, guy comes there. up yeah. and he starts like touch my drums. Which if you've seen Step Brothers, you don't touch your drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, that's fantastic. And so you guys are a family band. How did that start? Like, I mean, did one, was it like kind of like, I don't know, was it kind of like Van Halen where like, you know, one guy got a guitar and then all of a sudden the other guy's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to play the drums. Then. <laughs> it kind of was a little bit like that. Yeah, how did it start? Our dad's a drummer. Uh-huh. Um, so he played in bands all his life. And then he had a little electronic drum kit. I used to, we all used to muck around on it growing up. And then I asked him to teach me properly, which meant goodbye drum kit, hello practice pad, and reading music. Oh. So he was testing me to see if I stuck with doing it the proper way, then he progressed me onto drums. Then Donna got a guitar, maybe 11 or 12? Yeah, it was like, electric yeah, guitar. Like, yeah, so because like, mom, our mom and dad like encouraged us, they were like, if you guys want to play an instrument, we'll mm. get you what you want. So yeah, because Monica's already like doing so well with the drums, I was like, I don't think I'm going to enter into that territory. <laughs> I'll leave that to her. And then, uh, so like, because I dance as well. So mm-hmm. like, I've always done dancing and then started the guitar and then uh, didn't uh, keep up with the guitar because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was Busy. practicing mm-hmm. dance and stuff. And then, yeah, like years later, it was actually, we've always joked about, like we'd always joked about being in a band because like, you know, we've always idolized like Joe Jett and like, we like the Bengals. <laughs> so, what is it like yeah. the Bengals? So we're like, oh, how, we went, we went and saw um, the Runaways movie mm-hmm. and we literally got in the car and Monica, she's gone, hey, do you want to try and be in a band together? <laughs> and we did like this pinky promise. We did this like <laughs> pinky promise. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Let's do it. And then, um, yeah, like over the years, you know, lineups changed. Yeah, and, a few lineup changes. Um, and it was always like the two of us just trying to, I don't know, just trying to, like, because we've always idolized the older bands, you know, like, you know, back in, like, the heyday, and, like, we love, like, 70s rock, 80s rock, like, pretty much mm-hmm. everything, but, um, yeah, and then, like, obviously, Corey is our brother as well, so when, like, the lineup changed, we were like, Corey, we need a bass, we need a player, bass player who's not just gonna play bass, we need someone who we can get along with off stage, who wants the same thing as us, and have And you ever- chose your brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> Your two yeah. big sisters came in and were like, yeah. you, you, you're a player now. It was exactly like that. It was like that. Do you want to play? I'm like, okay. Corey learned bass to join the band. So Corey and never played an instrument in his life. I was always yeah. 40. And his first gig was supporting Sebastian Bach. Yeah, yeah like, so a sold out crowd. Yeah. 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 So like, no pressure, but don't back up. Yeah, two months. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, dude, how, how was that? Uh, when you're on the stage and you're looking at the crowd and they're all staring, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I, I can't even imagine that. That's gotta be insane. Your first gig, Sebastian Bach's like, break a leg, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Thanks. I'll over my lead. Uh, I'll fall in the crowd. <laughs> oh, dude, that's fantastic, that's awesome. Alright, cool, that answered half my questions. <laughs> 
But we, oh, we actually met, so we met JD years ago. Yeah, um, like six first years ago. Yeah. And when we were just starting to audition members. So we were JD. holding auditions. We were like, you know, we want... Well, we didn't have any... Um, I don't think we even advertised it as, like, us as a lineup. We were just like, do you, like, kiss and Motley Crue? Like, come and join our band or whatever. And we remember, We didn't like, mention we were girls at all on yeah. that, at that point. Wait, it was, like, an email or... It was, it was like a flyer. Poster, like a flyer. Oh. We did it old school. Yeah. Flyer at all the guitar shops and... I just remember oh, getting a message on Facebook from you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, the bass player's leaving, and then sort of nothing happened. And then you're like, do you want to try out for vocals? I'm like, I've never sung before, but yes! Yeah. I do want to do that. Yeah. And then, like, we remember, like, because we'd had, like, a couple of different people, like, apply to come and audition. And we remember being in the... I still remember chatting with you afterwards. We're like, he's so nice and so cool. Yeah. But, like, because at that point in time, we were, you know... I, I think he could sing. No, yeah. he, might, no like, he hadn't had any experience. And, like, to be fair, like, we were just fresh starting out. So we didn't really know what direction we were heading in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had... Joey was, of like, wrestling full-time. And he yeah. lived far away. And I'm like, this guy, I know he's saying he's going to be committed, but there's no way he's going to catch trains down south to practice with us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to get him in and then... You know, a month later, he's like, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. But it worked out good because as yeah. a result... <laughs> like, that sparked me to go and get vocal lessons and pursue that because I've always been, like, too nervous to be at the front. But I like playing in bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and I got vocal lessons for, like, four years. And then uh, her mm-hmm. husband was filming a Guns N' Roses tribute that we were doing and I was on vocals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he showed her the video. I was like, you guys need a singer? This guy's <laughs> You were singing to Guns N' Roses? Yeah. That's not easy. No, no it's not. They even have a song called That's Not Easy. <laughs> That's the easiest one to sing. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost that one is easy. <laughs> but yeah, so it all like, came full circle and it's all worked out really well. Like, yeah. The past two years we've been together, we've done some ridiculous yeah. Like, yeah. I never thought I'd be able to do. So yeah. That's fantastic. We're in Japan right now. I know. I know. <laughs> we're 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 really we good. keep telling each other. Just like, so you know. Inside, we're like, this is Japan. <laughs> when did you guys get into town? Yesterday. 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 Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. All right, well, we're going to keep this short so you guys can hit the town. I mean, <laughs> no, we did last I hit night. All yeah. of the yeah. town. Oh, man. We went, the yeah. town hit me back so hard. <laughs> he oh, lost his phone. He lost his phone Yeah. Phone down. And they got yeah. man down. Kicked out of the taxi. Yeah. Like, straight from the airport, I lost my Batman comic, so that's gone. Yeah. Lost my phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, like, lose their heart or their mind in Japan. Yeah. You're, you're losing everything. Just like, yeah. Yeah. All material on <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that should be a song. Oh man, that's awesome. So you guys have toured all over Australia. You guys have been to the States numerous times. You play with tons of amazing artists. Can you give a couple like tips about touring? Like I have a lot of bands that come on the show and a lot of bands actually listen to the show, a lot of musicians and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people want to tour, they want to come to Japan and stuff. And so if you guys could give any like tips about touring, you know, what to do, what not to do and stuff. That would be fantastic. Or if you got any really crazy stories about touring, <laughs> that would be cool too, you know? We do have some crazy stories. But I think right, stories like, first. <laughs> <laughs> well, in America, do you want to tell when you when in the van? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm like, this is not very It's not stuff, crazy, but, but it's gross. <laughs> it is gross, so. It's all about your role. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were in LA and I was like, oh. I'm gonna order a clam chowder because you know, as while in LA, how rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I didn't know that was an LA thing. I didn't. That's probably why it made me feel so sick. But anyway, I um, we were on like the you know the biggest highway I think I've ever seen in my life. I think it was something like eight lanes or something, oh, or six to eight yeah. lanes. 
Um, and yeah, we're driving back and it's going to take us like two hours to get back to our accommodation. <laughs> I was just like feeling not so good, breathing pretty heavily. I was wearing really tight pants as well. So, you know, it wasn't, hel- <laughs> it wasn't helping the scenario. Um, and then, yeah, so I've, I've said to Matt um, while he's driving. He's driving in a foreign country. Yeah. He's like, you know, you all right? I'm like, yeah. And then uh, I've gone and said to him, like, you know, I think he goes, do you want me to pull over? I'm like, yeah. And we're on like the far left side of traffic. Um, and then as soon as he's gone to turn into the next lane, so we've got about five or six lanes to go. Mm-hmm. I've just chucked everywhere. <laughs> in the van, in the van, in the van, van. We just arrived. That, we, that we're going to be traveling into the next 40 For days. For the month. For the month, oh, okay? And it, like, bear in mind, it was like clam chowder, so it smelled like seafood, all right? Oh. And... I vomited on the phone we were using the for GPS. GPS as well. So that didn't work anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> she was all, like, mumbly and gurgling. <laughs> so, yeah. Not very rock and roll, but, yeah. I, uh, so, like, we've, we've decided that it's a tradition. We need to have, like, a vomit story for every tour that we're doing. So that one was my yeah. contribution. Mine was last night. <laughs> and I vomited everywhere. Oh, man, you vomited on the train. Or, wait, outside of the uh, train? Uh, right. At every station on the way here, which was, like... We got off stations. and then we'd go to the toilet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to eat at the second station in. I got some rice. I'm like, all right, that should soak everything up. Yeah. And then next station, I'm like, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh. trying to get to the toilet with my plastic bag, walking and vomiting in the crowd of people. Like, oh, God. This is so bad. <laughs> you guys are more punk rock than metal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the No Effects book? No. No, no you got to read it. Yeah, oh. it's like what that syphilis, <laughs> syphilis bathtub or something. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, no. That's terrible. It's a great How book. How romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is romantic yeah. at times. Yeah. Yeah. But Jay didn't say the most important part of that story. He got lost. In Shinjuku Station. Yeah. So then we're all. He's got no phone. He's got no way of finding any of us or the accommodation or this interview. So we're all looking, spread yeah, out, like, trying to find him. Scatter, quick. Oh man. Well, I mean, you guys are kind of tall, so it's easier to yeah. find each other. Yeah. You know? It really did help. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, whenever like I'm meeting a guest or something, I'm like. Oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> see through like a million people. I'm like, that guy over there. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be him. He's got a mohawk. <laughs> oh, man. And with the tips, like okay, for touring, tips. Yes, yes. the only thing I personally would suggest <laughs> is you have to have a fan base to justify going somewhere. Like, it's going to be a financial output for your band. Whether your band makes money, like we're fortunate that we sell merch and we get people coming to our shows and we put our own money into this project. It's our baby, our band. But there's no point going to a country where nobody knows you just for the sake of going there unless you want to make it a holiday. And the other tip is whatever country you go to, respect that country. Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick about (laughs) it. Like, you know, a few bad Westerners ruin it for everyone else, you know? And so, like, coming to Japan, we'll try and speak Japanese wherever we can as terribly as we do, but Mm. at least we're putting an effort in. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's the only thing I would suggest to other bands. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. And just don't be a dick. Yeah. Rule number one. I think as well, just, um, you know, like, uh, I suppose on the flip side of the performance side is just, like, network, meet as many people as you possibly can, chat to, chat to as many people as you can, even if there's a language barrier, try, yeah. you know? Listen to the other bands. Yes. Like, don't just play your set and like it. off. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I hate it when people play and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, why did I book you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had to a few times. I just feel awful for yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just feel like just the rock effort. god. Like, yeah, that's I played my set, 
that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, um, a lot of Australian bands are blowing up right now, and a lot of Australian bands are traveling the world and performing and stuff. I mean, I, we discussed before the show, Frankenbach, there's also at, uh, there's Clam Sandwich, Fuels Club, there's like a lot of bands and stuff that have been going all over the place and stuff. What is going on with the Australian scene, and why is it so fucking badass? Well, it, I think it's because there is almost nothing at home. There's yeah. no support, there's no anything. So everyone looks to Japan, America, and like everywhere where people still go to the shows, and like, well, we want to play our songs to people. That's <laughs> why so we wrote them. Yeah. So instead of playing to, you know, the, just the other bands, if they're bothered to stick around, you go on somewhere to play for people that actually want to listen to you. The huge thing in Australia is tribute bands, which is nothing oh, wrong yeah. with tribute bands, like they're great to go see, but when they are dominating the market of live music, it's detrimental. And also, the other thing I'm going to put a dig in quickly, just <laughs> like some of the, the older generation of the Australian rock acts that we grew up loving and have influenced our music, they're still touring, but they're not including the next generation of bands opening for them. They're doing double sets, which is great for the punters, but it's not great for live music in the long run. Mm -hmm. Give the, even if it's not us, give the next bands a leg up, get, mm -hmm. the, get your crowd to see them. And you know, there's good bands. I'm not saying get a shit band, but like get the right band and you'll have a more successful night and guarantee longevity for rock and roll in Australia, but yeah. they just don't do it. Everyone pays $40 to go see a tribute band, meet and greet with a tribute band in our city. It's just yeah. unbelievable. I'm one of those tribute bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's great because people are obviously paying it. Like Good good work for those bands doing the promo because they're selling those tickets, but it's killing the original live music. Yeah. It yeah. makes it even harder for yeah, like bands. Really good bands in Australia. 100%. No, there's a, a lot of amazing bands. I've met so many Australian bands. I didn't even know there's like an Australian scene until I came to Japan. I started meeting like all these incredible bands. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what about the Land From Down Under song yeah. by Toto? And they're like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. It's all about metal. I'm like, oh, dude. I mean, shit. I had Frankenbach in the show and um, they pretty much almost destroyed the karaoke booth. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I was like, guys, don't, don't hate. Oh, no. Nah. Who's going to pay for that? You know, it was crazy. And I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of good stuff is coming out of Australia and stuff. Absolutely. It's really awesome. So, yeah, it's cool. What is it? Is it something in the food, the water? It's, it's got to be Cooper's beer because Cooper's beer is pretty sweet. Wait, do you guys, are you guys Cooper fans? No. I know. I like, I like the session ale that they just brought out. It's really nice. But, really? Oh, yeah. man. So Cooper's is bad. Oh, okay. I, I'm a wanky beer jerk. So. <laughs> oh, uh, beer snap. I like golden ales and amber ales and mm -hmm. shit like that. Yeah, it's like I mean, everybody originally thinks that Foster's is from Australia, which it isn't. Which it isn't. You know, I've had I've almost got yeah. my arm broken a couple of times talking about Foster's. But the thing is, like, I, then I discovered Coopers, and I was like, all right, Coopers, Australian, sweet. So I started drinking Coopers, and I actually liked Coopers. Yeah, you know? right, but yeah. then I think. There's like every province in Australia has its own like beer companies and they're yeah. very competitive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are not from the area where Cooper's is made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, Cooper's yeah, brewery. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Actually, right. Like Elton John yeah. played there. Like, oh, yeah. Really? So <laughs> really? you don't like Cooper's? Why is Cooper's like the Budweiser over there? Is no, that kind of like the one? I don't know. We're, we're just an odd bunch of people. <laughs> really? I don't really drink beer because yeah. I like so entertained. But I like Jaeger bombs. Yeah. So you're like, beer's for pussies, alright? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get something straight on the show here. Okay? That's right. I'm, like, I'm hiding like, my beer right now. Straight, straight for the hard liquor. Like alright, awesome. Uh, so you don't drink beer, but you guys do? I, I like Jaeger and Coke. Jaeger and Coke? Yeah. 
anything. Uh-huh. Queer drink anything. Pretty much drink <laughs> anything, yeah. Drink anything, except for tequila. Tequila oh. is the devil. You know, so, they almost yeah. brought tequila out. We had a VIP, apparently, club party that we had last night, and they kept bringing mm. out drinks to us, and I just saw the tequila bottle walking towards our like table when we already had a full table of drinks and I'm looking at the boys who'd already had their fair share <laughs> that tequila better not be coming to our table abort mission abort <laughs> and sure enough it went we made the most of it oh man okay yeah tequila you know I yeah, I can't do it I mean I will do it you know I mean if somebody puts a tequila shot in front of me I'm like well fuck it you know? yeah, exactly. but you know I, I'll, I'll never buy a tequila shot anymore no, you know? I'm, I'm past that you know yeah. Yeah, and when I drink whiskey, I like to drink nice whiskey and enjoy it. Yeah, you know, exactly. you know, I like to pay a little, a couple extra bones and stuff, and get something really nice. You know, <laughs> but I, uh, I just know one shot of tequila, it, the night ends with me crying in a bucket. <laughs> Even if that's all I have, that's what's happening. It's like, why? We both been there. I was there last night. Why? You know why? Uh, I usually cry about ex-girlfriends that don't even exist anymore. I'm like, Sarah, <laughs> she never loved Sarah. me. Or I'll be like, she not Easton. Why? Oh, yes. Why don't you tour anymore? <laughs> oh man. So, are there any major differences between the scenes in Japan, America? Although you guys just got here last night, sorry, but America and uh, Australia, like music scenes. Yeah, like is there like a big difference or? Well, it's. Uh, Big differences just in America between like LA, Vegas, and mm-hmm. Sturgis. Yeah. Like um, the LA scene still has that sort of '80s like cock rock 100%. vibe. Mm-hmm. So all the bands are a bit, you know, like they're, they're all nice guys, but you can just see there's that like they more think that ego in their rock and roll. Yeah. There's a bit yeah. more ego um, still, which is mm-hmm. Vegas was cool because they're all sweating it out in the desert, so they're just like happy to be there in yeah. a conditioned venue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. But then everyone in Sturgis yeah. was just the best. That's like our home away there. from home, it felt like. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just really supportive. Everyone was happy. No one gave a shit about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's my style. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, okay, cool. Um, music videos. You guys have, what, five music videos? One of them, I think, you set a cop car on fire. Oh, that was no. our... Oh, that was <laughs> <old lineup. laughs> that's a very old one. That's the old lineup. But yeah, we set the cop car on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, we've got, we've got four? I think we've got four. Yeah. So two, yeah. two with two this old yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Always Riding, the American tour video, and It Ain't Easy, which is the single track from the, the bar last EP. Yeah. The bar fight, which yeah. is really fun to do. Yeah, that was Because, like... JD and then Matt and they've got all these wrestling connections so all the extras in that video were local wrestlers from all the different companies and they're big dudes they just yeah. let <laughs> let those are big dudes <laughs> they're bigger than you boss. let yeah. them uh, bash them for a day and it was really fun and right. you played guitar on top of the bar with yeah. like dead bodies below yes. you that was pretty metal I was like alright can't wait to meet these guys I'm gonna keep my distance uh, I bruise easily right? oh man that's Awesome. Actually, in that video, if you go to like two or three minutes in, I split my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like the, it's, the first take of anything, and you yeah, split your pants. The first like minute of videoing that day, and it's like, well, I'm not going home to get new pants. <laughs> oh no! One of the many Easter eggs. So whoever actually watches it and spots it, I'll send you out some free merch. <laughs> oh man, you don't know who our audience is. They're, I know. They're watching it as you're talking right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, oh god, dude, no. You're gonna get a lot of stalkers. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's all right. I'll live with it. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, so when you guys come up with like the music video, who comes up with like the idea, like the bar fights and the car on fire and stuff? Actually, I really like the one where you guys you guys are touring in America and stuff. I love the touring videos. Yeah. It shows kind of like the behind the scenes kind of stuff. You know, everybody's hanging out, shows the good times, the bad times, people yeah. drinking and shit. You guys are on stage. That's a lot of fun. I really enjoy those. It was but, all real. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, didn't, all, like, we didn't even know. Footage. Yeah, that's an iPhone footage pretty much. We didn't yeah. even plan on doing a video for that. That was just... We had taken so much footage, I'm like, I'm just going to chuck this together yeah. and make a video clip yeah. out of it. That's awesome. Because we were initially going to use we a storyline for that yeah. song, because, you know, we love, like, Sons of Anarchy, so we're mm. like, oh, you know, it could be, like, a funeral kind of, like, you know, a ride or something. And we, then, yeah, when we all, like, compiled all, because we started, like, sending all of our stuff to each other, and it was all, like, you know, like, those live, like, those live videos or live photos? Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, yeah, the little snippets, you compile it all together. We've watched it so many times, and every I time it's, like, yeah, I can't it brings a tear. But also, like, when we write the songs, for me anyway, I picture the video of what I would do for a video, and then it makes it easy to write the song, because they're telling a story. So, like, we've, we've got a new album that's coming out in the middle of August, and some of those songs were just because I wanted to make a video with a certain <laughs> story in it, so I just wrote, like, we just wrote the songs together to back it up. Yeah. <laughs> this song's just a vessel for us to do fun video clips. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's you guys should be doing that right now. We yeah. are. We are. Yeah, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Touring video number two. Yeah. That's the only reason we're in Japan now. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not in this video. I'm so short compared to you guys. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. That's right, we're all sitting in slouch. Yeah. It was a long too. night. Yeah. <laughs> oh the mic's bigger than me. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, if you guys could perform, I mean, you guys have already performed with so many awesome people. I mean, you guys performed with Wasp. We're going, going to. Going to oh, yeah. You're going to. Yeah. Oh, okay, you guys are going to be, okay, because like Wasp, when I was a kid, Wasp was great. You know, like, I used to listen to Exodus and shit when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, cool. I had crazy kids in my neighborhood that were older, right? And they always listened to like Maiden and Slayer and all that sorts of shit, you know? And I just love the designs of the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I fell in love with Iron Maiden. And yeah. before I saw the music, or before I heard the music, I saw the record, you know? I was like, like Eddie. Yeah, it was, uh, that one was Live After Death. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just started listening to heavy metal you know and then from there you know <laughs> the rest of the story the, the rest of the story I can't speak to <laughs> I don't know beer guy beer guy <laughs> they got a beer guy can you believe that thanks Peters? Joe <laughs> Joe the Joe's beer guy Joe's our legend <laughs> <laughs> give that man a medal <laughs> yes especially if he's giving me a beer cheers brother thank you so much oh this is definitely killing the hangover oh. mm. that's awesome and so you guys got a CD coming out when? Uh, middle of August. So when we get back to Australia, we're starting our national tour, starting with the Perth Rocks Festival. It's our first headlining festival we've ever done. Nice. So we're releasing the, like a single before that, and then the rest of the album. We're playing in Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, a couple shows in Sydney. So it's our biggest um, Australia-wide tour because Australia is a very big country for those who don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a, a lot continent. of there's a it's lot huge. of space, a lot of space in between cities. So we're trying to really capitalize on it with this album because we're pretty proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's Absolutely. fantastic. What's the name of the album? Dive bars and muscle cars. <laughs> That is pretty fucking <laughs> That is rock and roll. Yeah. That is the, I, I grew up in Detroit, right? So cool. like muscle car. Wow, oh, we wish we, <laughs> wish we went to Detroit. If we ever do an East Coast tour, yeah. I want to go to Detroit. That's where all the best music's come from in history, really, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper, Susie Quattro, oh. Kiss, like some of the Kiss stuff. 
Well, actually, quizzes from Queens, and I'll, I don't want to correct you guys. Oh, where you guys are from, oh they're from New York. They're from, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they're from Queens, and Alice Cooper was born in Detroit, but then he moved to Arizona where he grew up. Really? The bands yeah. that actually came, that came from uh, Detroit, MC or at least from Michigan. <laughs> MC, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. MC5. The Romantics. The Romantics. Uh, Iggy and the Stooges. Madonna. Bob yeah, Madonna. Seger. Uh, there's well. a reason. There's something magical about the working class... Detroit, you know, Motor City. There's something about that, like, appeals. I think the water's just poison. (laughs) That's why we all all stutter. (laughs) And we repeat ourselves, repeat ourselves. (laughs) Do you do? (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, Asahi Super Dry. I feel human again. Oh, God. Oh, God, I got so drunk last night. I had a show. I wish I would have known that you guys were in town. I would have booked you last night. I uh, organized events and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And so last night I had, I had what, like six bands perform? Yeah. I could easily fit you guys in. Uh, yeah. I wish I would have known that. I mean, Next you would time. be more hungover right now. Yeah. I don't think I could possibly be more hungover. <laughs> oh, you can be. It's Japan. They have not, they don't have, well, they got Jaeger bombs, but they also have sake bombs. Oh, my God. We actually oh, had, we had sake, sake yesterday. Yeah, yeah, started yeah. drinking we at like 1.30 in the afternoon. Afternoon, uh, like beer and sake, and then we went out and it just got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, are you guys interested in sake right now? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the one we had yesterday was really nice, um, but I've had some real shitty ones. Like see, the cheap ones. See, that's the thing. The sake is like, I don't know, for, in my case, sake is kind of like whiskey. You know, if you drink cheap whiskey, it's, it's going to be shitty, right? It's only good for mixing. It's the same thing with sake, right? Cheap sake tastes like shit, right? I mean, it tastes like sake, but it's like stereotypical sake. Or it's like, oh, it's a sake. But if you drink the really nice sake, or the, the one nice that's whiskey, being grinded down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. We learned about it yesterday. Thank you, Glenn. Glenn yes. <laughs> Williams, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they buffer it down and stuff. And, and they get to be, uh, I guess the sake, or the rice gets to be like 23% the size of a grain of rice. Unbelievable. Dude, unbelievable. Why? The grain of rice is like the size of a grain of rice. <laughs> yeah. That's really fucking small, right? But yeah. then, I mean, it just adds all the flavor. My favorite one is called Dasai. Have you had Desai? I've heard of it. Desai, oh god, it's so fantastic. When you you smell it and it smells very fruity, mm. and then when you drink it, you get this really like flowery aroma to, mm-hmm. uh, to a taste, right? And then when you drink it, it's this really dry, crisp taste. It's like a party in your mouth, and and in the party you've got you've got skinheads, you got punk rockers, <laughs> you got belly dancers, you got the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Desai. Desai, yes, yes, definitely get a bottle of that. It's so fantastic. And the lower the number on the bottle does not mean alcohol content. The lower the number is like how much they buffer the, the the rice. So it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, well, now that we're talking about booze, we should definitely talk about merch and about plugs. So please plug everything you got and sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. Everything we release is on our website, thebabesrock.com. You'll find videos, our merch shop. We have an international merch shop and an Australian one. So we have postage for whatever country you're from. Um, We do like, you know, we have a mailing list which is free and you know Facebook and all social media is great but we want direct contact with you so we want you to join our rock and roll gang head to thebabesrock.com join our free mailing list and we don't annoy you every day with something it'd be like once a month you hear from us with whatever we're up to alright yeah. that's yeah. the biggest thing thebabesrock.com <laughs> alright fantastic well faders thank you very much and then after this we have the news babes thank you thank, thank you, you so much Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, 
you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fade If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. 
that's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Okay, we are recording now. We're good. All right, all right. I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Welcome. All right, faders. As you know, uh, we're going to move forward to the news. We've got three amazing articles read by three amazing people. Four amazing people, I guess. You're going to have to do something. I'll read it. I'll read it. He's going to make up his own story. You know, yeah. if, if I had to guess which one's hung over, I would definitely say you. Yeah, I've chucked up as well. So. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, okay, you're, I'm so sorry. Okay, please. Read no, it. no, no. By all means. I'm really bad at reading things, so. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> all right, making news. Man arrested for pointing bamboo sword at police box consultant. Good God. <laughs> Police in Shizuoka City have arrested a 36-year-old man on suspicion of threatening a 62-year-old woman who works as a Koban consultant with a bamboo sword. Yeah, Koban means police box or ah. small police station, I guess. All right, all right. I dig it. <laughs> According to local media reports, the suspect entered the issue... You oh, should have read this first. She's Muhata <laughs> police box in... Aoi? Ward? At around 2.30 p.m. on Tuesday, he then pointed a bamboo sword, similar to the ones used in Kendo, at the woman. At the time, the woman was alone in the police box while police officers were out performing other duties. <laughs> Duty. 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 <laughs> Another police officer arrived at the scene and subdued the suspect whose occupation is unknown. Probably bamboo sword holder. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Maybe he made something. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new sword. Check it out. Oh, wait, am I going to jail? <laughs> I, just, I was just pointing at things. Uh, police said the man has been speaking incomprehensibly since his arrest. As you would. Like the crazy cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my sword? Uh, I'm a pirate. Yeah, I'm a pirate. Now. I imagine it. Well, he's got a sword. <laughs> Pirates have swords. Pirates have swords. Yeah. 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 Alright, do you want to... Is that the next one? Yeah. Do do the next one? Oh, so that's yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that guy's going to jail. Now over to Donna. <laughs> mm, okay. A roving reporter. <laughs> a roving reporter. <laughs> On location. Live at the scene. Drunkenly operating a drone becomes a crime under new law. You actually got a good news voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've always oh. wanted to be a weather woman. <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> you can take my job. I've been wanting, wanting to retire from this goddamn podcast for years now. Oh my doing, god. We've been Sold. doing this since 2009 and I'm just done. <laughs> Sold, I'll take it. That's awesome. Alright, ready? So, people in Japan operating drones under the influence could face up to a year in prison under a new law passed Thursday that aims to control the increasingly popular devices. Drunkenly flying a drone weighing more than 200 grams could also result in a fine of up to 300,000 yen after the lower house of the diet? Diet? Diet. Diet. It is diet. I diet. thought it was going to be like a... <laughs> I'm like, diet? Diet. If we're in France, that's correct. Diet. Yeah. Diet. Yeah. Diet. 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 Di
passed, <laughs> passed the new legislation following a string of accidents. Performing dangerous stunts with the drones, such as sharp plunges, will also subject to fines of up to 500,000 yen. And this is in quotes, this next part. We believe operating drones after consuming alcohol is as serious as drink driving, a transport ministry official told the AFP. The rule comes as Japan sees a rising amount of drone usage as well as related accidents. In 2017, an industrial-sized drone was deployed at a robot festival in Ogaki, Gifu Prefecture. <laughs> was that right? That was yeah. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> Question mark at the end. <laughs> and was supposed to shower small children with sweets. But the device, operated by a qualified individual, injured six people after plunging 10 metres to the ground. Wow. (laughs) That's terrible. Did it explode? (laughs) (laughs) Japan has also had to confront issues with tourists flying drones in congested tourist areas like Kyoto. Last month, Japan passed a set of laws to ban drones over Tokyo 2020 Olympic sites and US military facilities after banning them over key facilities like the Prime Minister's office and the Imperial Palace. Ah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> no, that, was, that, was that was poetry. Oh my god. Oh, you get the shot. job. <laughs> you got it. The auditions are over. <laughs> Oh my god, that's fantastic! I mean, who operates a drone drunk? I, yeah, I just I don't know how you get qualified to operate one. <laughs> yeah. All these courses, all these yeah, unqualified. Oh my god! Even in Australia, they've got that now. There's licensing you need to get. You got to get a license, yeah. like a pilot's license. It's dangerous. You get like it's a pilot's dangerous. hat. Oh, yeah, I'd wear one anyway. Oh Does everybody walk around with like Top Gun and shit? They got the aviator glasses. <laughs> I'm a need pilot. For speed. A drone pilot. <laughs> I just but want like, everyone to call me captain. <laughs> I like the idea of the like the sweets. It's like pinatas cool in the air. That's like a really cool thing. But even like but if you're dropping candy from ten meters, it's, it's still gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. Yeah, it's hard, <laughs> hard candy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Yeah, you're right. It's like like <laughs> in the Simpsons when they're throwing candy. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I love that because we're eating silver dollars. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not supposed to get money. Ma'am. Ma'am. No, that's great. All right. Well, do you so want to do the next one? Morning? What's the next one? Oh, I would do it. You, you guys just split it. Oh, this is a big oh, one. Oh, that's so you. Maybe. <laughs> that's the old bitch. Do you want to share it? God. You guys related. You should share. We should share. Yeah. All right, we'll do like the teamwork. Family too. You guys are so like loving and happy. And stuff. We have our moments. <laughs> God, you see my family. My family. Jeez, it's like a mosh pit on Christmas. <laughs> All right. Six Nara deer deaths attributed to plastic in stomachs. Tourists caution to feed the animals properly. One of the highlights of a visit to Nara is the chance to walk amongst the city's free-roaming deer. And with more than 2 million foreign visitors last year alone, some of the deer in the area have been very well fed by day trippers that they find it hard to stay on their feet during the holiday periods. Little fat deers. (laughs) However, it appears that some tourists have been feeding these nationally protected animals something other than the deer-friendly Senbei crackers sold by vendors. According to a recent report, in the Nara Deer Welfare Association. That's a very specific organisation. Uh, the animals have been eating plastic, which has led to the deaths of a number of the deer. A vet from the association said a sickly-looking deer was found near Todaiji Temple in Nara Park. 
and although they attempted to feed it, it refused to eat. <laughs> no more plastic. Yes. <laughs> the severely weak 17-year-old female, which weighed 30 kilograms, which is 10 kilos below the healthy weight range, died the next day. An autopsy revealed that the stomach of the animal was pretty much entirely filled with hardened material that looked like a clump of polyethylene bags. Uh, like cows and sheep, deer chew their cud as part of a process called rumination in order to digest nutrients and plant-based food. This is going to tell you how. Okay, <laughs> the, food, the food first enters the rumen, one of their four-chambered stomachs, where it's broken down by bacteria before being regurgitated for the animal to chew in order to be digested. However, the accumulation of so many bags inside the deer's stomach made it unable to regurgitate, digest, and ingest new food, resulting in its death. A similar case was recorded last year, when a deer that had still had its summer coat in November lost weight and died. The autopsy revealed a, chump, a clump of bags in its stomach as well. So sad. Some. Stupid humans. Um, since March this year, a total of eight deer, de eight deer with deaths from unknown causes have been autopsied. Six have had plastic bags in their stomach, and the largest clump weighed in at 4.3 kilos, which is a substantial amount That's of plastic. a lot of plastic. Jesus. Do you want to read the rest? All right. Corey's going uh, to the the association. Let's see if I can read. <laughs> my the glasses. <laughs> you can my glasses. I can't see. Nice doggy. Uh, the association is now appealing to the public to help save the deer from themselves by being more careful with what they allow the deer to eat. Signs around Nara clearly state the deer should not be fed anything other than deer. Senbei? Senbei? <laughs> Senbei, yeah. <laughs> Butchering everything. <laughs> but there have been sightings of tourists holding out plastic bags with food for the deer to eat, and cases where deer bite into plastic bags carried by tourists. Deer are unable to tell the difference between food and plastic, people. <laughs> and if tourists are carrying food or sweets inside plastic bags, which are nose at height for the animals. The deer's keen sense of smell will lead them to play the bag and its contents are both edible food, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'll kick you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Littering around Nara Park is also a problem for the local deer population, so visitors are being reminded to take their, little, their litter with them, <laughs> not left behind. And in an effort to help tackle the problem, the Nara deer Welfare Association has now developed a, spe <laughs> a special environmentally friendly bag made from natural materials to stop any possibility of plastic plastic being consumed inadvertently. Yes, school. So next time you're travelling to Nara to meet the deer, you might want to ditch a plastic bags and keep an eye out for any plastic litter lying about. And don't let the animals bully you into giving them everything they want, <laughs> no matter how. It's the animals' fault. <laughs> no matter how persistent they may be. So. Coming out with like a flick nose. Yeah. Get a plastic Get him in a full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> the deer gets him in a full. So fight the deer back. <laughs> and that's Carry the end. And your wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's the news. Yeah. Oh my god. What do you guys think of these stories? All right, I think the last one was the most entertaining. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Seriously. <laughs> I wonder if that like Nara deal 
Social Welfare Association. How many people are employed by that? <laughs> Can it's I just, join? It's just one guy. Is it enough <laughs> to be called an association? <laughs> Do you think it uniforms and badges? I would imagine so. <laughs> and the ring. They're like cops. Like, like Scully and Mulder. <laughs> Stop <laughs> right there, punk! <laughs> Mm. Is that plastic in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> Spread them. Spread them. <laughs> oh, God, that's crazy. All oh, right, so dear. We learned... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Unintended. We learned a lot today. All right, well, is there anything else you guys want to say about your band? Wow, we're playing on Sunday. Yes, that's yeah. right. Club so, right. so you guys are playing this Sunday. Where are you guys playing in Tokyo or in Japan? So tomorrow on the 23rd, we're playing at Club Theatre in Kichi Georgie. Awesome, great That's place. That's with um, legendary heavy metal bands, Girl School and Venom Inc. Mm-hmm. And then on the 26th, we're playing in Tachikawa at mm-hmm. Babel, or Babel, I'm not sure how you Babel. call it. Babel. Babel, right, yeah. And uh, we're excited for that, because we're headlining that one, yes. surprisingly. Nice, <laughs> nice. And then one in uh, Kyoto on the 27th. So after the gig on the 26th, we get in a van and we drive straight down to Kyoto. That's cool, yeah. that's punk rock. Yeah. 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 We've no done worse. No chowder. chowder. Damn. I just think I'm eating it all desensitized. The God, no oh. fish product, please. <laughs> and in the future, where do you guys want to tour? Like, if you could tour, like, for example, let's say I know magic, and I'm like, okay, you guys can tour anywhere, and you guys can play with any band. Ooh. Who would you like to play That's with? Good question. <laughs> We're like, all gonna have different answers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah let's, fucking, let's go around in a circle. I would love to do like a bigger tour of America. Um, and include Canada and play with a band called Monster Truck. Yeah, because cool. they're amazing. Monster Truck, sweet. <laughs> All right, cool. Definitely. Um, I would like to gauge Japan tomorrow and see what it's like on this after this tour. I have a good vibe about Japan mm-hmm. and our band. Um, I would love to go back to Sturgis, mm. but like, if I had my dream gig, you know, touring with a band, it'd be Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, old Kiss or new Kiss? It doesn't matter to me. I I am a Kiss fan through and through. They can release a pair of undies and I'll buy the pair of undies. (laughs) They do? Yeah, they do. (laughs) I don't... I mean, I love the original lineup and credit where credit's due and Tommy and Eric have stepped in and they've been in it for like 30 years almost or whatever it is now. But I just... If you love the band, then you love the band. I just, Mm. you know... I I would love to play their crowd. (laughs) I just want to play to a big crowd and Kiss gets the big crowds and they're pretty much the reason we played music, Donna and Corey and I growing up. That's awesome. You guys definitely had a cool dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the music influence. That's awesome. Yeah, I had the kids in the neighborhood that influenced me. My parents, they listened to, what did they listen to? Nothing cool. Oh. Nothing cool my mum was Shania Twain, John Farnham, yeah. oh, nice. Celine Dion, John and repeat. Oh. <laughs> Shania rules. <laughs> Shania O'Connor, what? No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. To my parents' credit, they listen to cool stuff when they're younger. My parents yeah. are hippies when they're younger, but like growing up in the 80s and stuff, you know, isn't that cool. <laughs> yeah, and then soft rock took over the golden hits. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, okay, going this way. All right. Uh, playing on the Chris Coo- uh, Cruise. <laughs> Chris, yeah, that's Kiss cool. Cruise. <laughs> Kiss Cruise? Yeah, that'd be pretty that'd cool. Be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we've actually um, going to be seeing Kiss when they come to Adelaide. November. November, we'll so. We sold a kidney each to be able to afford a ticket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. yeah. Very it's pricey. well worth it, right? Yeah. Oh, if you're no, a band yeah. and you can do that 40 years um, from playing, you're doing something right, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. I've seen them before and I'll see them again and I'll still pay that amount. You're doing something right. That's awesome. I'd love to see Kiss. Yeah. Great. And... Oh, okay. Well, um, I would love if we could share the bill with Joan Jett one day. Oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> Just because she's badass and like, yeah. the coolest lady ever. Yeah. Um, Do you know yeah. who else? Lenny Kravitz. I oh, love yeah. the guy with Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. How did we forget Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> <laughs> How did we forget Lenny Kravitz? I'm going to put the tape. You're a guy you should have told us about that. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Mom. Poor but I think in terms of like like location, pretty much like anywhere. I'm happy yeah. to play anywhere. anywhere with the stage. Like that's you know the thing yeah. is because like sometimes the most unexpected gigs have been the ones where we've networked with new people yeah. that we wouldn't have ever expected. Mm-hmm. Like there's a band that has like a pretty big cult following back home called the Radiators. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like along the same vein of like the Angels, you know, sort of like Aussie pub rock. And, and we played that show with them, and all these people that were like from a different demographic came along, and they were like. Where are you guys from? Like, yeah, everyone thinks we're we, from America. Yeah, yeah. they're like, we've never we're like, seen you we're before. We're from here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because they'll be like, you know, like we you might not have, we might not have ever reached them before. That's what I mean about like the old bands having like yeah. the next generation on the same mm. bill so because so cool. they're not going to lose out. Yeah, <laughs> just pass a torch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time to move on. Even if that's not our band, to someone else's yeah. band. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, good luck on your tour. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, Peter, so you know what to do. Go down to their website, support them directly, buy their merch, and you guys need to see Kiss, so buy a lot of merch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A whole lot of merch. They need to see Kurt, Kiss. I need another beer guy. (laughs) Finally, I got to kill this hangover. (laughs) All right. Faders, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode next week. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.